guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Boy, is it good to be back in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hey, everybody. Back with you on a what feels like a Monday, but it is a Tuesday. I'm back to the whole uh, getting days mixed up again and all that jazz. It I, Okay, so I was working elsewhere yesterday. A middle road trip. 100 degrees outside, road trip in a car. I still don't have the AC fix. I was sweating it to the oldies. <laughs> uh, working on other stuff. Okay, so then you get back to the studio today, Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, start getting back to normal, planning you know, getting to, planning to get on the radio with you for a couple of hours here, see where we go. Uh, it feels like normal, so it feels like Monday to me. It feels like a Monday. I'm not someone who hates Mondays. So I'm saying it feels like one. It's Tuesday, in fact. We'll get into whatever you want to. Okay, we can treat it like a reaction Monday, although we're we're really a couple of weeks away from really sure enough having a lot of stuff to react to. But it is game week. So next Monday we'll have, uh, if you uh, under our belt, of course, what, Notre Dame plays this weekend? And I think Vandy plays this weekend. I think USC plays this weekend and a few other games. So we're getting really, 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 really close. So good to be back with you here today, and it's wide open. Whatever you want to talk about. Cool with me. Text it, call it, comment it. One way or the other. You can text the show on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. It is the finest coffee. uh, Coffee? Sausage. (laughs) I got coffee right here. It's the best sausage. And it goes great with real fine coffee. Number to text the show, 885-3776. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. You can also remember it this way, 885-ESPN. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better, longer, than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. That's right, I said it. Call me on the phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. If you're on the live stream, or if you hear those numbers and you're like, I want to see them, well, check out the live stream. Go to Facebook, Streaming Live. Go to YouTube, Streaming Live. Look me up on Twitter, it's Streaming Live, right there on the bottom of the screen. See it? There it goes. Just scrolling across the text number and the call-in number. Or you could, if on the live stream, just type in a comment on the live comments thread, and we'll pop it up here on the screen and talk about it and see what you have to say. That's all coming up. But first, hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. Is it hot where you are? (laughs) A little bit. Man, I, I, you know, it's going to be hot for a long time, but in terms of well, well over 100 degrees, Beaver, I think if we get through this week, maybe we're past the super-duper 100-degree temps. Um, but where you are in the central part of the state, it is just like, it's just hard to be out there, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's disgusting. Right now, <laughs> let's see. It is 93, real field 97 okay. at noon. Yep. We are on our way to a high of 101. Oh, goodness. Well, if, when's it going to get there? Seems like it ought to already, this time of day, it already should be at uh, 100. Maybe not. Is it hotter at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon than it is at noon? Straight up I've noon? heard. I've heard before that they they say it yeah that the the height of the heat the hottest time will be about 3 p.m. okay man look at this though and I know that this has been widely talked about because we saw this coming with the forecast and now here we are this week but look so in Jackson today the high is 100 beaver tomorrow it's 103 Thursday it's 104 Friday 103, Saturday 102, Sunday 101. Next week, by the time you get in the middle of the next week, <laughs> Beaver, one of those cool front, quote unquote, <laughs> cool fronts, is going to come through here next week and cool it down to a high of 92 in Jackson. I mean, so it's not like there's some big relief. But Beaver, have you seen like all these high schools moving their start times for their games on Friday night back later into the night? Mm-hmm. I did not keep up with every single one of them. I just saw a few. Like, for example, Starkville High School moved its kickoff Friday night back to 8 o'clock, I think. And just trying to get as far removed from the super-duper temperatures, let the sun get down a little bit. But that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't know what... What we're supposed to do about it? People still out going and working and doing and dealing with it, which is what we do. But high school football this week. So the you had jamborees this past Friday night. You get high school games. Sure enough, the heat has forced some people to really move stuff around. Like I said, not only kickoff times, but for example, the red carpet bowl in Vicksburg, where every year on the opening Friday night of the season. Both the county school, Warren Central, and the city school, Vicksburg High School, both would play a game on the same day in the same stadium. So two games, two home teams, two visiting teams, back-to-back, two four-quarter games. And this year they're splitting it up and because somebody would have to play early if you did that. So this year they are splitting it up, both going to play in different places so they can both play at night. And it's all just heat-related. What are they saying? It's like the hottest week in over 100 years. For this part of the country? Whew. You know, so my thing is, like, and people, I don't want somebody to pray for me that I'll make it through the heat. I want them to pray for my air conditioner. That's what I want them to pray for. Is it okay to pray for something that's an inanimate object that serves a purpose? I, I would think it is. Pray for anything, right? All right. So a very <laughs> heated debate. For our intro on today's show. Go ahead and laugh. Okay, look, go ahead and laugh. It's a dad joke. Go ahead and laugh. Uh, Jake and Patches, I'm coming to y'all's text in just a second. Let me hit the uh, live comments thread here, YouTube, Facebook, and elsewhere. Over on YouTube, Will commented, gave us a happy Tuesday. Ricky is on Facebook. He said, Hail State from Lawrenceville, Georgia. 11 more days. That's it. We're going to be kicking it off real soon. Uh, Matthew commented, said, Hail State, Matt. From I-81 in Virginia, headed to Pennsylvania with a load of Milo's tea. Ooh, Matthew. Drive carefully, son. <laughs> That's precious cargo. Be careful, and I really do appreciate you tuning in. Now, Ginger commented, 
She's got a Hernando's uh, Hernando Hernando's Hernando Tigers softball uh, profile picture there. But Ginger commented says, "I hope we go nine and zero this year." So you mean like nine and zero to start the year and then figure it out after that? Uh, hi to Dorothy. She commented, "Will back on YouTube." He says, "I feel like this is going to be the worst of the hot weather." Yeah, I mean, 105 degrees real feel. It's just it's pretty dangerous. Got to be careful with it. It's got to, you know, drink a lot, cool off, drink a lot, cool off, not overdo it. It's just you're forced to. And he's in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, uh, Beaver pointed out, we actually got a text on the show addressed to me with approximately 22 and a half minutes before showtime, before we even began the show, more than 20 minutes before the show began. Jake from Yazoo. So, sir, Jake, because you're so early... You get a round of applause, sir, for being that early to jump in to today's show on the Country Pleasing Text Line. He said, Matt Wyatt, back from Fulton. So, ah, okay, so you went over to Itawamba County, huh? Saw some of your friends, names to be anonymous. <laughs> okay. All right, good. He says, I missed the show yesterday. Well, I wasn't here yesterday. I was working in parts, and I was out in the middle of a cornfield in the Mississippi Delta, dust flying everywhere. You wouldn't believe how dusty. It is and dry and dusty. Do not roll your wind, windows down. Are you anywhere near those big trucks that are cor- cutting those corn stalks down with those combines? Because <laughs> your car will be full of dust and you'll be covered with it. Okay, he said, let's go today. Howdy, Beaver. He gave us a howdy also. All right, Patches Ohulahan. Patches commented. Country pleasing text sign says, Matt, I tried to watch the NFL once again this past week, reason being to see Gardner Minshew. It's evident that he should be the Colts starter. How in the, he says, does an NFL franchise name Anthony Richardson, who couldn't play in college, the starting quarterback over Minshew, a proven player? It's evident that there's an agenda behind this. It's ridiculous. Well, Patches, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh... I believe in Gardner Minshew as well and his ability to lead an offense and score touchdowns in the NFL. I do. Right situation, right time, right cast around him. He can flat do it. And he's kind of proven it, it, you know, in a couple of these stops when he's gotten an opportunity. Jacksonville, what, Philadelphia. Um, Now he's with the Colts. The thing about it is, okay, is he as big physically and as strong as an Anthony Richardson? No. Okay, maybe does he have as much juice in his arm where the ball jumps out of there? No, but I'm kind of like you. Those things don't matter as much as we think they do in the NFL. It's got to kind of come together to lead an offense, and there's so much more that goes into it, just the arm strength and running and jumping ability and all that kind of stuff. But they obviously believe in a guy or they wouldn't have taken Anthony Richardson with the number four overall pick. And maybe... We don't know this, Patches, but maybe what they are doing is looking at it like we are better off in the long run going ahead and baptizing him by fire now as opposed to bringing him along slowly. Maybe they've made that decision. I'm kind of like you. If they just wanted to maximize their ability to win games, especially early games this year, you'd play Minshew. I'm not the one paying their contract, so you know, I don't really know. Now, and I want to say this, too. For those that are on the live stream, you may have seen uh, the uh, title over there. And, I, I, you know, it's always a little bit of a juggling act because 
you know, the, we have to give that thing a title and it goes out on those different channels as the live stream begins of the show. You have to give it a title, knowing that you may get into the show and not actually talk about initially whatever's in the title. Uh, there, is, there is a story out there. There's quotes from Greg Sankey, the SEC, about because of conference expansion, they want to go and take a relook at expanding the college football playoff, possibly shrink that thing back down. And I, we'll get into that. We've got plenty of time. And as you know, we're just getting started today. So just wanted to address it. If you're looking at the live stream saying, you know, Matt meant something about expansion. It's just a story I saw where they want to take another look at it, maybe reconsider it now that all the conference jumping around has happened. Res Dog Texas Show says, Hey, Matt, every SEC team journalist that I hear interview says they are going to be really good this year. <laughs> he says, basically what I'm hearing is Vandy, Missouri, and, and MSU are all going 0-8, and all other SEC teams are going 8-0. Either I'm going to have a terrible fall or these journalists are in for a rude awakening. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah nobody knows. It's always talking season, okay, Res Dog? I go look at my tweet from this morning. I'll tell you when it was. Hang on. All right, so I tweeted five hours ago. What would that have been? 7 a.m.? So I tweeted it. I don't, know why, I don't know why I was thinking this at 7 a.m., but I fired off a tweet. And here's what it says. Talking season, or better yet, talking season is about to be over. That's not good news for some folks. The hype machine always runs out of gas. It does. Now, my dad responded on Twitter, and he goes, everybody has a good team before the season and until the season starts. That's exactly right. Every year, well, what? Number one. Every every team. Res Dog, here's the deal. Okay, and you're referencing interviews by, you call them journalists. It could be media that cover some other team, or they, you know, like me on the radio here in Mississippi. It doesn't matter. Like, we talk about a team. Everybody. July, August, build up to the season. Here's what you get, right? All of them the same. It could be an interview about Vandy. Number one, the strength coach has done a great job this offseason. The players are bigger, stronger, and faster. Strength coach did a great job. All right? Number two, we actually upgraded our roster. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, number three, we are definitely going to win more games than we did last year. Every team. Nobody believes they are actually going to win less games than they did last year. <laughs> That's right. So you can't go by any of the talking. You can't. This is what we know. Some teams are better set up to absorb injuries than others. That's a huge factor right there. Right? So if you look at, let's take a Mississippi State, for example. You know, I look at them a certain way. I look at State a certain way. I like, I'm very positive about State and their prospects. Okay, but if you told me, hey, Matt, uh, Will Rogers is going to get hurt early and Bookie Watson is going to get hurt early and miss a whole bunch of games. Whoa. Well, see, that's just two players. Okay, and there are some programs that are Georgia, so loaded with five stars that you lose to, even at key positions, you absorb it much better, whereas other teams may not absorb that. Like, those, there's some guys for State – State's pretty salty looking, especially on paper to me, but there's some guys who the right ones, or in, in our case, the wrong ones get hurt at the wrong time. It could really change the trajectory of your season. So injuries play a factor. What about Arkansas and K.J. Jefferson? How'd they look without him last year? Not nearly the same, right? 
So, you know, the reality of stuff requires all kinds of nuance, all kinds of considering all these different possibilities, which doesn't make for great sound bites. Nick texts the show. He said, I just saw four or five guys on a roof laying shingles. Buddy, they need prayers. Yeah, they do. For the folks that are manual labor, they're pouring asphalt, working on roads. Construction guys out in it. Hmm, tough. Uh, Nunya did say, pray for your wallet when you get that power bill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it, man. 100%. You do too. We all do. It's tough. <laughs> it's like the only time of year that I don't mind all these trees around the house. They're throwing just a little bit of shade on us. Maybe it makes a difference. I, you know, some sort of difference. Yeah, Joe, earlier I slipped up, and I was trying to talk about sausage, and I said coffee. Instead, I accidentally said coffee. And Joe said, I want some of that coffee-flavored sausage. Well, you know what? Maybe onto something. Accidentally discovered a good idea there. Uh, QB1 texts the show. He says, I'd love to know your thoughts on nine-year-olds practicing and playing baseball in this heat. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I guess I need to see the practice, QB1. I mean, seems a little silly to me. Yeah, nine-year-olds. But at the same time, kids can probably handle it as long as you just have fun with it, take some breaks, spray them, with the, spray them down with water hose every now and then, right? Back over to the uh, live comments thread. Jimmy on YouTube said, every year, four weeks into the season, it dawns on the talkers is why they go ahead and play the year out. This is when they figure out they didn't know what they thought they knew. But see, that's the thing about it, Jimmy, is what are the consequences of that? There are none. I mean, all these people that they talk and say, congrats to them. Talk and sound bites, you get some clicks, you know, and draw attention. Therefore, you can have a media career. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking about myself, but I don't think I am. I, I try to approach it a little differently. But they do all that in the preseason and Here's a preseason poll, and then there's a preseason poll, and here's a top 25, and there's a top 30, and here's a power rankings, and here's a, you know, here's a top 25 best portal classes, and here's a, yeah, blah, 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 just, right? And then the season starts, and, you know, a good 60 to 65, 70% of all that stuff was just hogwash. The season proves that, but what? Nothing. Nothing ever happens. We all get caught up in the season, and I guess they know that. So, you know, look, if you want to make money just doing the media run-your-jaw thing, uh, flap-your-gums thing, just say whatever. Nobody's going to call you out on it. We're all too lazy to go around calling people out on it. <laughs> I mean, just somebody texts the show and goes, Matt, uh, this Ole Miss NIL situation is getting crazy. Raised $1.7 million in one day. Says, I will say, doesn't it feel like the league is stronger than ever? Feels like every program is in a good spot. Some good teams will only get six or seven. Yeah. You know, back to that, that idea, we, we, we broached the subject last week. I don't know that we ever drew a real hard conclusion on it, but you look at what's going on in some states, in particular Missouri, because it's a 
Southeastern Conference state now. And they have the state law where they can do whatever they want, NIL, and, the, and their state law says the NCAA cannot enforce or punish anybody for anything in Missouri. And it also allows for if a high school kid in Missouri goes to an in-state school, he can go ahead and start earning NIL money in high school. And the, the question was, should Mississippi consider something like that? If nothing's going to happen, and now there's going to be nothing done, and all of a sudden it's starting to actually affect recruiting again, you know, with the teams and states you're going to compete against, should Mississippi do its own thing like that? You know, it's a good question. Again, I don't know that we came to a real hard conclusion on what they should or shouldn't do there. But, yeah, um, yeah, you say, you know, the league seems stronger than ever. You know, it could be. I do think it requires a few key players at a few schools to stay healthy. K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas. Um, Will Rogers at State. You know, a few, few like that, that it really makes a difference. But, it, again, on paper... It looks to be pretty strong across the conference, but everybody beat beat up on each other a pretty good bit. Uh, Okay, when we come back, text messages, just getting started, a whole bunch coming in, and your comments. Stick around. the things I like uh, on that old 1980 something 85 whatever it was Mazda pickup truck commercial that airs on the live stream if you're watching on Facebook YouTube y'all Twitter y'all saw it but there's this old it, it it's an old Mazda pickup truck uh, commercial and towards the end of it it lists out the things on there that are like added value on this particular package that it adds $625 worth of value that you're getting on this truck. And two of the things it listed were mud flaps and floor mats. <laughs> I mean, sure enough, really and truly, when is the last time, hey, Beaver, Beaver, when is the last time you saw a car ad that boasted we're throwing in mud flaps and floor mats? <laughs> When's the last time you saw that? I don't know that I have. I mean, it listed it out. I forget the other things on there. Yeah. It's somewhere along the way, floor mats be just just became standard. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, back with you here in the bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! The home team. They are your home team. Let me hit the text line. Let me get caught up on this text line over here. Hog Jowl. Country pleasing text line says, Matt, the main problem isn't the heat. 
as much as no rain. He says it's dry as a powder keg. And in central Mississippi, there have been several grass fires on the interstate. A thrown out cigarette or a spark could cause forest fires. By the way, he says, go hogs. Only you can prevent wildfires. What was it that Mary Lady thought he said that day? And now I'm drawing a blanket. She, she got it mixed up. I told y'all one day on the show, we heard that commercial. She said, wait a minute, only who can what? And now I can't remember what it was she said. Oh, she goes, wait, wait, only who can paint wildflowers? <laughs> I said, he said, start wildfires. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Jason in Flagstaff. Arizona says, for whatever it's worth, low temperatures on the mountains across the street are starting to dip into the 30s. Good night. He said, what's that about the monkey's tail? Fall is almost here, all downhill when it starts snowing up there, generally speaking. Well, I hope it does soon. Yeah. So, so we're in a place where all week long we're 104. And Jason's listening to us. We're connected via the Internet. And he's in a place where there's mountaintops right across the street and are down in the 30s already. What would it feel like to go somewhere where the temperature is in the 30s right now? Jackson Mailman, Texas Show, said the Titans may be uh, playing for a top five pick again next year to get depth around Richardson. Well, the Titans don't have him. That would be the Colts. I think that's what you meant. Yeah, maybe so. Generally, like if the, if you're taking the approach of they're they're going to break him in like they did Peyton Manning his first year and back in the day and uh, Troy Aikman the Cowboys where they're just awful for a while, just awful, and they slowly build a team around them. You know, you may be looking at that. We shall see. Is he ulti- Is he? Is is Richardson? You know, ultimately talented. Yeah, no doubt. Bordine, uh, I'm sorry, Bodine, not Bordine. Bodine Dog, Texas Show, says, Matt, I know it's just about football season, but do you have any pointers on bass fishing when it's this hot? Yeah, I do. And that would be go before the sun comes up. Throw a topwater. Spray your – now, I'm not – I'm really not even joking, okay, because when it's like this, you know, you could go to some deep, clear water place that you got to fish really deep, like, you know, Bay Springs, or you could go to – pick wick and find some hump or some ledge out there in 25 feet of water and get bit um but you know if you're just asking me somebody who's not taking it that seriously sure enough get up and go before the sun comes up spray yourself down like head to toe drench yourself in off bug spray okay and go out there and throw a top water <laughs> yeah may it's worth a shot Try and see. All right, let me get over here to this, and I'll, I'll mention this story to you. Will commented on the uh, live comments thread on YouTube. He says, I could be wrong. He says, but I don't think that college football playoff games for next year between teams 5 through 12 have found a TV partner. Currently, the college football playoff media people have been asking for exorbitant sums for the TV rights. Okay. Let's start right there, Will, since you bring it up. That is a story I was going to bring to the show. I did not read every single solitary line uh, of this show, I mean, of this story, but it is an interesting topic to me, and I'd like to learn a bit more. I'll tell you what's in here. 
Here we go. Headline, ESPN. College football playoff must be reconsidered amid realignment, SEC commissioner says. Well, Will, you and I both know that in this particular environment that we're living in right now in college athletics, the, the one guy who can move the conversation the most and move it forward the, the quickest is, frankly, the commissioner of the SEC. So when he jumps out here and says, hey, we got to reconsider this whole college football playoff expansion thing, then, then everybody goes, oh, really? It'd be one thing if I said it, but he says that it's a different deal. He reiterated... He says, right now, you put it in bold letters that things are going to change, period. And we're all going to have to be prepared to deal with that change. All right, so this is in regards to conference realignment. Pac-12 is no more, all this. Greg Sankey is one of 10 FBS commissioners who oversee the college football playoff, along with Notre Dame Athletics Director Jack Schwarbeck. He, Sankey, is convinced that the 12-team format, which he helped author and which was agreed upon for the 2024 season, needs to be re-examined. Here's a quote written by Chris Lowe. Got it straight from the horse's mouth. Greg Sankey is convinced that the new playoff format needs to be re-examined. Now, it may be as simple as how do you qualify for it. Now, I, I could, you could read some of these things and really, sure enough, come away with the impression that they don't want to have a 12-team playoff anymore. But it may just be that what they're driving at is at least from a how you qualify for the 12-team playoff, that's got to be shaken up. So let's see what it says here. The format that they're going to go to next year for college football playoff, 12 teams. The six highest-ranked conference champs by, ranked by the playoff committee okay, would make it. Now, think about that. Six highest-ranked co uh, conference champions. Well, they came up with that. Okay, So there's half your playoff field right there. Half of your college football playoff field, they won their conference. They're conference champs. What conference? <laughs> and Z, it makes total sense what he's saying is, uh, hold on, time out. We're bringing in two teams. I'm sitting over here talking about everything's going to change. That may mean the SEC brings in more teams real soon. The Big Ten just brought in more teams, so much so that the Pac-12 doesn't even exist anymore. Okay, so you got, what's his name? Klyakov, George Klyakov, the commissioner of the Pac-12 out there. He's got four teams left for now. <laughs> Two of them, Cal and Stanford, are trying like crazy to get in the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. You couldn't be further away from the Atlantic Ocean than where they are in terms of still being in the United States of America, maybe Hawaii, right? Like, but just you, they getting closer. So it, geographically, it makes no sense. But Sankey's just sitting here, I think, saying, "Look, for example, Klykov is out here with four teams left." trying to avoid losing two more. 
And if he can add and still call themselves a Pac-12 out there, if you keep whoever, you know, are they going to say that they should still be involved in this playoff deal? Because I'm sure that any sort of written agreement says Pac-12 on it, right? That's what he's saying is, look, with what's left of the Pac-12, whether they keep Cal and Stanford and add to them or whether those two leave, regardless, that whatever you call it out there is no longer somebody that might ought to have a automatic qualifier for its conference champion in this playoff deal. I think that's what he's saying. Now, you could argue against it. But, anyway, that's probably, I mean, it's one example, I think, of what he's looking at. So, current format they're going to go to next year. Half your playoff field are the six highest ranked playoff uh, uh, conference champs. Again, it would require the College Football Playoff Committee to have them ranked up there. But given the fact that this conference expansion is losing conferences, it's killing conferences, then you don't want to have some conference champion that's ranked 26th or 25th in the poll, but they happen to be one of the six highest ranked ones because of the shaping of the conference is so different. That makes a little bit of sense to me. I'm going to read on when we come back. Stick around. Your comment's coming up. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. We're talking about uh, the quotes from Greg Sankey about the college football playoff for next year. All of a sudden, with this conference expansion, it didn't make a whole lot of sense what they agreed to previously. Uh, More so, uh, Will is pointing out certain games that are involved in playoffs, they don't actually have those sold and media rights. I mean, I'm sure they would sell them. He said, so until they sell the rights to those games, uh, Will said, I wonder if they actually could reduce the playoff to the top eight, top four conference champs, host four at-large bids. Sounds like Sankey would like to reevaluate that. And that's what I was saying, Will. I mean, part of the quotes are, I mean, it's, it's non-committal, really. He's He's... He even touched on it. He said, you know, I'm not saying that we should automatically sit back down and reevaluate the number of teams we're letting into the playoff. So they voted to go to 12. But he also then comes back and says, just to remind y'all, we were okay with the four-team playoff in the SEC. And I even said going to eight, Right? It sounds like, a, you know, if you're going to expand, eight seems like a good number. Y'all wanted 12. <laughs> he, so it's not really talking out of both sides of his mouth. It's just, I think, in terms of getting teams in the playoff and feeling okay with it, they, the SEC was in such a strong position before because it just because you won the Pac-12 
didn't necessarily get you in the playoff or the Big 12. Didn't necessarily get you in the playoff. This new one did. The SEC was like, you want to do the four best teams? We're cool with that. That might be four of us. You want to do the top eight? We're cool with that. I'll give you some quotes here to back it up. Uh, Jimmy commented on YouTube, live comments thread, said I think it should be the best 12, no automatic bids. So he didn't want conference champs to get the 12 best teams. And then you'd be going according to what, Jimmy? The college football playoff poll. And what are those people in that room going to do? They're going to try to split it up among the conferences. You're going to arrive at the same thing pretty much either way. That's what I think. Chuck said, maybe they just need to expand to 16 or 32 and give conference champs an automatic bid. Now you're talking about a basketball type of thing and playing even more games, which, Chuck, let's step over here to the side just a minute. You hear what I just said? More games, right? There's always been pushback among college football decision makers historically about the number of games. When I was in college, we played an 11-game regular season. They went to 12, but it took them a while to get that done. And then too many games. They take exams. They were, they're students after all. We don't want to play as many games, wear and tear on their bodies as, like they get in the NFL, right? All that. Protecting students, athletes don't want to play in too many games. You start paying them, which we are in the pay-for-play era, half a million to this guy, quarter of a million to that guy, this player over here, he don't even start. He's getting two, three thousand a month. Pay for play. Some recruit in Missouri is getting a million dollars. He hadn't even got close to a college campus yet, right? We're gonna pay him all this. And and I'm just telling you, Chuck, remember that I said this. People have been dropping hints all over the place that this quote unquote NIL thing is gonna eventually shift and maybe sooner than later into a revenue sharing model. And that's how. You're paying your players across big-time college football? You let that happen and watch what happens. Ain't nobody going to be concerned about the number of games they're playing anymore. Twelve games and a bowl game won't be nearly enough. And all of a sudden, what you're proposing, a big old comprehensive, inclusive playoff, will start to make a little more sense. Let me give you some of these quotes. So here's what I'm talking about. Listen closely to this quote by uh, Greg Sankey. This is all against the backdrop of there is no more Pac-12. There's now an expanded Big Ten. Now there's an expanded SEC. Maybe, maybe soon to be even more expanded SEC. Quote Greg Sankey. The circumstances have changed. And we need to reconsider the format. He said, I'm not convinced we need to reconsider the number of teams. And I've been clear that I would have been okay with an eight-team playoff with no conference champion access. Now, why would the, why would the SEC commissioner, therefore the SEC, have been willing to take that position? Think about it a minute. Tell you what, y'all answer it. You can text me, call me, or comment on the live stream. Y'all answer that question. I'm going to continue, then I'll come back to your answers. But why would Greg Sankey and therefore the SEC be comfortable with this position? I would have been okay with 18 with an 18 playoff with no conference champion access. 
answer that question. We'll come back to it. He said then, but that wasn't, if you will, politically tenable within the group. He said, continues here. So as we continue to look at the models, we came up with the six and six model. But again, the circumstances have changed in a meaningful way. And my inclination is we need to reexamine the current format. You've got FBS commissioners. So big t- the, t- the ones that matter. SEC, Big Ten. Big 12, ACC. Those four. They matter. Any others are meeting in next week in Dallas. They meet again in September in Chicago. And remember this. And so this is sort of answering that question earlier. The SEC is the only conference that had had a team in the playoff every single year since its inception in the 2014 season. Well, so back to the question. Here's the answer. Greg Sankey said, I would have been okay with an 18 playoff with no conference champion access, but that wasn't politically tenable for this whole group. What's he saying? As the SEC, you want to do eight teams? The best eight teams and having nothing to do with conference champs? We'd be fine with that. Because guess what? You're going to have about four of our teams in your 18 playoff. He goes, but that wasn't politically, you know, kosher in a conversation. Why? Because the other conference is new. Man, if you make this an expanded playoff and it's just open to anybody and it has nothing to do with who wins their conference, half the team's going to be from the SEC. We don't want that. <laughs> and so they all got what they wanted. Now, I don't know how, and it's going to change, but when you look at it through that lens, isn't it fairly incredible that they all somehow pushed until they got what they wanted and Greg Sankey and the SEC didn't necessarily get what it wanted. Now, the SEC is, I think, comfortable enough to have signed off on it because, you know, if everybody wants that, and the SEC is comfortable that they're going to have a champion standing at the end of it, whatever the playoff is. But everybody else got what they wanted. And now looking at it, the, the whole story rests on this predicament right here that I'm about to explain. In whatever paperwork you have, the top six conference champions make the playoff next year. The top, the highest ranked uh, conference champions. Six of them. Well, what six conferences? The Pac-12 doesn't exist. I guarantee you that behind the scenes over there, one of the things that Klyakov and those who are trying to convince those four Pac-12 schools to stay where they are and then add teams and still call it the Pac-12 somehow is saying, look, the playoff's going to include our champion. Sankey's saying, now's the time to relook at this before they organize out there. It's maneuvers, man. They're playing chess. Nunya texts the show on a country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast says, 
It takes a weaker conference champions out, makes room for more stronger SEC teams to get in. They redo it. Yeah. If you stay at 12 teams, given the way conference expansion has just happened and is going to happen, I don't. Yeah. How can you keep it at six conference champions and then six at largest? You got to change that up, don't you? Only 35-year-old Ed said by that format, Jackson State would be in. Well, no, because they're not FBS, but I get your point. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff said, I'm okay with the fifth-best SEC team beating the you-know-what out of the Pac-12 champion. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, sure enough, <clears throat> who would that be? Like A&M? <laughs> you know, beating the you-know-what out of whoever's conference champion it is. Um <clears throat> Somebody texted and said six is crazy. The Big Ten, the SEC third best team will be better than those random conference champs. Yeah, and I think that's true. So it's a little bit you could I I would not frame these comments from Greg Sankey as selfish. It's a little magnanimous on his part. It just I think is the right thing to do. All right. Hour one in the books, hour two coming up. Talk to an old teammate of mine coming up. Stick around.